Welcome to another episode of What is Hashimoto's with Dr. Martin Rutherford. To find out more on any of our topics or for information on scheduling a consultation with Dr. Rutherford, please visit us at whatishashimoto's.com. And now, here's Dr. Rutherford. Okay, so the topic is Hashimoto's exercise intolerance. Um, or exercising too much. <laughs> uh, so this is a topic that I have to um, address quite frequently. One of the main reasons is, is to my right, and if I point this way about that far, there's about 30 miles is Lake Tahoe, which is one of the biggest, beautiful, most beautiful places on earth, and, and lots of crazy people are up there. Those crazy people are people who run triathlons <laughs> and run, and run uh, you know, what do you call them? Just, just the cathalons and every athlon that there is. And they, there's people up there to swim across the lake, which is insane because it's like so cold. And, and I'm, I'm tongue in cheek, okay, because this is just beyond my comprehension that people could do that. But I get a lot of them. I get a lot of people up in, uh, up, uh, that, that are up in there. But, uh, but, and, and, and they have problems and, 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 and they're overtraining. Um, I also have people at the other end of the spectrum. I have people at the other end of the spectrum that come in here, and if I go through the triggers for autoimmune thyroid disease, and when I get to over, over training, they kind of roll their eyes at me like, dude, I can't even walk across my living room. Like, I'm, I'm like you have no problem with me overtraining. So just to, um, just to like cover the spectrum there, overtraining is a trigger for autoimmune disease, not just Hashimoto's, by the way. If you have any other autoimmune disease, um, and, and whether you have, if, you, if you have psoriasis, if you have rheumatoid arthritis, if you have uh, celiac, if you have ulcerative colitis, this applies to you too. Overtraining is bad. Exercise is good. So when you exercise, you do a lot of good things. I mean, I, honestly, between exercise and sleep and diet, you know, you can do so much with a person. And most of my patients can't sleep, most of my patients can't diet, and unbelievably, some of my patients overexercise. So, <coughs> so what happens when you overexercise? So, you, so when you're sick, when you have fibromyalgia, or when you have chronic fatigue, when you have, and, and as most of my Hashimoto patients have some, some form of that, Okay, um, you, 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 you're putting a huge demand on your system through the mechanism of primarily inflammation. For all of you out there who goes, it's all inflammation. It is all inflammation, but what's causing it? Okay, that's, that's the ticket. And how do you attack it? And what's the order and all that type of stuff? But in the end, in the end, inflammation is, is, is the bad guy. And inflammation covers your whole physiology. And then depending on what parts of your physiology aren't working well, uh, are, 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 are available to, to be more attacked, then you start getting symptoms of that. But it definitely affects the mitochondria in your cells. Inflammation affects the mitochondria in your cells. What are mitochondria? They are the little organelles that are like little energy factories in your cells, for those of you who are chemical, chemo, chemical nerds or biochemical nerds, this is the citric acid cycle. For those of you who are not, they're little energy cells. They take your glucose, they take your thyroid hormones, they take 
your CoQ10. They take all of these things and they make energy. Okay, so, so when you have them under an inflammatory response, you're generally usually fatigued. But for sure, when you get up and start doing things, you, you're putting a demand on them, whether you're sick or not, you're putting a demand on, on your cells to create energy. But if you're not feeling well, if you have fatigue already, if you have immune inflammation, if you have bad gut and all these things, they're not as strong because they're struggling to make energy to keep you in homeostasis, to try to make you well. They're losing the battle, but they're trying, which means they only have so much energy if you start exceeding their capacity. So let's go down to the lower end. That patient that I just said, uh, said, I can't walk across the living room. So my next question will be, okay, do you have good days and bad days? Most all of my patients do. And do on, on, on your good days, do you start trying to do all the things that you couldn't do on your bad days and then crash? And they, go, and they sit there and they go, uh-huh, yeah. Because that's what you're gonna do. You gotta get those things done, right? You're exceeding the capacity of your compromised mitochondria. That makes sense. I mean, that's what you're doing. So basically, you don't have as much, you don't have as much ability for your cells to create energy when you start doing things. All right. Now, now when you, when you, um, when you're that sick, you still would benefit by getting up and doing things up to the point of where you would crash. You go to the other end, maybe I have a, a, a triathlete in here, they just gotta cut it down. For them, it might be that they can't do the bicycling and the swimming and the running, maybe they have to run, maybe they can't run a marathon, maybe they, have, maybe they can go out and run 20 miles and not get sick. So there's, there's kind of scales of, 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 of parameters of scale there as far as what constitutes exercise. A lot of my patients who say, well, I can't exercise, I can't exercise, exercise is good for you, it helps, this, it strengthens your immune system, it strengthens your adrenal glands, it helps to stabilize blood sugar, it stimulates your brain, it does a lot of good things until you do too much. And then it creates something called oxidative stress in your cells. That's when you crash. That oxidative stress, think of like the old cars the, like the, that were made of metal sitting on the side of the road for like in one of the like humid areas of the country and they start rest, rusting out. That's what overexercising is doing to your brain while you're crashing. <clears throat> I said brain, all your cells while crashing, okay? So we don't want that, especially if we're trying to treat you and we're trying to get you there. It's like two steps forward and, two ste two and one and a half steps back. It's a big trigger, okay? It's a big trigger. So, so back to that person who, who, um, who, who can't exercise. I'll usually say, can you slap on a pair of shoes, sneakers, and just walk five minutes out from your house and five minutes, I can do that, I can do that, then do that. Can you do 10 minutes? I can do that, okay, then do that. Can you go 20 minutes? I can do that, then do that. Can you go 25, no. I go 25 minutes, I crash. Then 15 to 20 minutes, you should do 15 to 20 minutes every day. Make it, you don't have to go to gym, you don't have to do everything. Uh, you, you, you just need to get it going. But so exercise good, too much exercise, crash and burn, literally. Crash, burn, 
oxidative stress, inflammation, you start damaging more tissues, you flare up your immune response, you flare up cortisol, that causes damage to your brain, your gut, your cells, that causes your blood sugar to go up and down. That's what too much exercise does in an autoimmune thyroid patient, and frankly, in most autoimmune uh, patients. Uh, at the other spectrum, again, for that person, it might be, no, I can still go out and exercise, but you know, if I run, if I, if I run like three miles, then the next day I'm really, I'm really fatigued. So that person has to go down to like one mile or whatever's right for them or whatever. So it takes a little bit of, of maybe writing things, writing it down. Oh, you know, yesterday I felt terrible. So today I, I, I went out and I went grocery shopping and then I went to this other store and then I did this and then boom, I crashed. Okay, what did that entail? The next time I have a good day, I'm only gonna do this and this instead of this, 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 and this. So that's overtraining, that's overexercising. And, um, and it's a significant, of the like 40 some triggers of, of, uh, for autoimmunity, it's a big one. It's, it's actually probably in the top six triggers as far as its ability to increase antibodies to your thyroid and then create more of that response that for those of you who are looking who are thyroid patients that may get anxiety and panic attacks for no reason at all and get, and get inward trembling and night sweats and, and insomnia and, and, and uh, the, uh, those, those types of, uh, maybe, maybe even hot flashes. Um, night sweats more than hot flashes, but, but overtraining in you could cause those, can cause those. So, um, so I think that's probably uh, as, as much as, it's like a little bit more than the Cliff Notes and a little, little bit less than a weekend seminar on, the, on overtraining. And if you just follow those parameters, if you're, if you're aware of those, you'll find out that you feel better longer because that's one piece of the puzzle that you're not exacerbating your immune responses against your system. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What is Hashimoto's? To find out more on any of our topics or for information on scheduling a consultation with Dr. Rutherford, please visit us at whatishashimoto's.com.